for tuning in to the very first episode of a podcast idea that I have been just tickling for a couple months. Um, but I thought it was about time I just tried. Um, half of the battles in life are just trying to do the things we actually want to do. So here I is. Um, so yeah, welcome to my podcast titled Fly in the Milk. Um, it's a bit of a weird title, I know, it's a bit of a stretch, I know, but I would love to explain to you why it is the title that I decided to land on, as you will, um, maybe pun intended. Um, I just want to kind of give some background about myself first before I go into the reason why this title even exists, like, y'all don't know who I am, so I should probably actually do that. Um, you know, of course, unless you're an old friend of mine, you know who I is. But if you don't, here we go. Um, my name is Anastasia. Um, <clears throat> I would say my whole name. I'm going to stick to my first name, Anastasia. Um, I'm just a black woman in my early 30s, uh, living that gig life uh, as a freelance illustrator, um, sometimes editor, sometimes writer. Um, I've ghostwritten before. Um, it's just a lot of different things I've picked up over the course of uh, about two years um, since I stopped working nine to fives. Um, so I'll say it like this. It's like I'm a starving artist, but it's not really that. I'm more of a broke artist because I always have food, but I can't always keep the money coming, you know, and that's kind of the danger of gig life. Um, which I had to come and see for myself. I think I knew always uh, going into it, I knew that it was a risk. And that's kind of probably why I, I took so long to take the risk. But um, when I stepped into freelancing, you know, I had money I'd saved up. I had, you know, I was good for a rainy day. Um, and, I, and I got through that season when I started freelancing, but I still couldn't quite keep the money up. So even um, in the beginnings <laughs> of my trudging, I kind of had to go back to work, so I, I picked up um, work um, with AmeriCorps, actually, as a math tutor, um, and I loved doing that, and then that abruptly ended when COVID hit, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, oh, no idea what to spell, but uh, yeah, so that's been my experience in the U.S., um, and I'm kind of being vague on purpose, I apologize, um, I should also just go into that, um, <clears throat> a lot of the lens that I approach, a lot of the stuff I, I, I will talk about on this podcast comes from being a repatriate as well. Um, I lived in Japan for five and a half years in a lovely city called Nagoya. I taught English there right out of college. So, like, I know I'm kind of moving backwards, guys, so stay with me. But um, I have a lot of experience um, trying to break down English concepts, um, breaking down grammar, teaching myself grammar so I could teach it to others, adults, and children. So, um, yeah, and Japan was where I kind of grew up because that was where from the ages of 23 to uh, 29, basically, um, 24 to 29, really. I had to learn how to land on all my own feet with a language barrier and a whole bunch of other things in place. So... It was neat. Um, I, I loved Japan, actually. I actually came back to the States because uh, I got a little bit burned out. I was stagnating. I didn't know. I didn't see any upward mobility in my life in Japan. 
On top of that, I was also a little thirsty, if I'm honest. Um, I was and had been trying to like date and try and learn what romance was, but just wasn't finding that in Japan either. So I was very fortunate, I guess, in a sense to kind of spark a love interest long distance, um, which also served as a motivation to return to the States, at least for now um, as a season. Um, I don't want to go into the reads about that particular relationship because it is not what it was when I first moved back. But I am really kind of grateful that I mm, that my life kind of stacks up in this way. So yeah, hopefully you've been able to gather. I'm a black woman who's been to Japan. Um, I've come back and I now do freelance illustration. If you need a summary of what I just <laughs> rambled and stumbled my way through trying to explain. So anyway, let me talk about where this title came from. Fly in the milk. Now it sounds kind of gross, right? Like everyone really hates flies. And um, your girl included. But you know, they're actually not the worst of insects to have to deal with. They're just a little pesky and annoying. But um, when I was growing up, my mama used to use the phrase fly in the milk. Like she'd be like, oh, we flies in the milk. Or, you know, people don't like flies in the milk. And like, this is one that y'all need to understand from jump for me about my mother. She has these really weird phrases sometimes or words that she uses that she like kind of swears up and down as like a full like thing everyone does, but it's like specific to her and you just try to tell her mama like that's not a real word or that's not this. <laughs> she just won't listen. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. But on occasion, mixed up in those those little tidbits of words, there's some some super wisdom. Um, so I can't like, you know, drop all she says and, you know, plus that's my mama. So I can't actually do that. Um, but anyway, she would have this phrase fly in the milk and stepping back even further into our past, like we, uh, we, my sister, uh, myself, and then my brother who was born when I was 12, um, lived a good time of our life, a good portion of our lives in the suburbs. So <clears throat> we stood out for that reason alone in a sense we were a black family in a place that was mostly white we also lived in an area where it was okay like it was a decent apartment complex but like we lived we lived separately from the lower income black kids um in this like actual area where they put them in that suburb like that's just where they all lived for the most part um and not that we our family wasn't low income it was just that when my father left us he left us in a decent like a decent apartment at least so my mom just kind of maintained that um and so we never had to go and be where the other black kids were and so it, that caused a whole other thing too me and my sister really had a lot of trouble connecting with black kids in our city and in our schools and it was really hard like that really, that's all other podcasts but that really messed with my identity for years um, but let me stay on track. So fly in the milk stems from my mother's kind of focusing on the fact that there's really very little we as black women and for anyone who is black listening that we can do to make it look like we fit in. Like, you know, a fly in the milk, the person will throw out the milk when it's done, right? Like, I mean, I guess unless you're thirsty enough. I feel like, I don't know. I can't say whether I would drink milk after a fly sat on it. But it doesn't, like in this case, <laughs> as negative as it sounds, 
It's supposed to be positive. Like, if I kind of lean back on old teachings from my mother as well, where she says every person has the right to exist. Like, it doesn't matter if you like them or not. They have the right to be here. And it's like, flies do too. Like, you know, that, that dude was just flying around, just chilling, and he just laid in some milk, right? And it's just like, even though it's contrasting and kind of gross, it's also, it's supposed to be poignant. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this sound poignant, y'all. Like, like, the milk can be a city. The milk can be a, a job. The milk can be somewhere where that fly doesn't necessarily have to be but like maybe they just want to sip you know and they're coming through they're pulling up and it's like so many people be disgusted and they'll wince and flinch at the fly because nobody wants the fly in that milk that's gross but at the same time it's like but here i am here we are and so as i work out the meaning of fly in the milk for myself i hope you guys understand why i chose it as a title um as i've moved through life um <clears throat> in the suburbs in the hood um in Japan, um, I've always had to kind of manage standing out or being somewhere where it doesn't look like I'm supposed to be there. Um, and to be honest, I was the most comfortable with doing it in Japan, if I'm honest, if I'm 100% honest. But being in the suburbs, being the kid I was with the mother I had and the situation we had um, growing up, like, having to learn how to navigate when, you know, microaggression here or there will pop up and remind you, why are you here in this space with me? Why are you here? Um, and, and this happened in Japan as well. This did happen. And I really want to take this podcast and take these times to break down those kinds of stories, but also funny narratives and just things that, <clears throat> despite... Mm, despite my being there, despite any sort of initial discomforts or something, that somehow understanding was reached. Um, because the cure to a lot of our misunderstandings as human beings is connection. Um, and a lot of people are, especially during this age where there's a pandemic ongoing, um, have really lost sight of connections. Um, and I would love to think that as time passes on, people won't perceive me as a fly in the milk or just a fly in the milk, but instead like a part of something. Um, but at the same time, independence is also key. So I don't know. It's a, it's a weird kind of thing. Um, but anyway, that is the breakdown of the title. I hope y'all was able to follow along. If y'all have any questions, like, please feel free to let me know. You can PM me. You can leave comments. Um, as I like learn how to navigate these apps, especially with podcasting, I really want to have engagement with people who listen. Um, a lot of people who know me know that I'm kind of in this, uh, I'm on the shtick right now where I'm reflecting a lot. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that just the company's being in quarantine for over a year, because at some point, you know, you can only clean and shift your house so much, you know, but it's like I had to start going somewhere else and I guess in my head and inwardly was where I decided to go um 
Well, that being said, I should also um, include the fact that I am a black woman who is searching for a deeper understanding of myself and others, but I feel like as I reach for that, I'm also searching for healing in a way. Um, I fall in that category of American who does not have enough money to get therapy yet. Um, it's been this way for a while. And even when I had the money to go, um, I was not in a position personally, um, and I guess I will say in a sense romantically, to go to therapy. There's there's some stuff to unpack there, but I can't say much. But it's always just been something that's been outside of my reach. So because I can't have it yet, and I say yet because I want to call it to myself, if I can get therapy, I would love to get it. Um, for now, it... I feel as long as I am sitting with the things that have hurt me or things that have triggered me and unpacking why I can kind of give myself little pieces of self therapy. I know it doesn't replace the actual need or the actual act of getting therapy. I understand that. So please don't come at me about that. But, you know, I grew up in a house where my mother taught me to be self-sufficient and to make sure I was good and to take care and even though my self-care regimens aren't always the greatest when I'm really busy, like if I can try and handle something, I should try. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, like the beginning of most things we want to do is trying. So, yeah, all of that. What I will say as I kind of wrap all this up is... It's, it's so weird. Um, I've lived in two, you know, cultures where, <clears throat> two separate cultures in the U.S. where, of course, people are trying to be their own individual and to stand out in their own way to have, well, the American dream's dead, but anyway, to have whatever. And then in Japan, like, it's about the team. It's about the whole. It's not really about the person. The person kind of gets lost in the fold. And I've lived both. And I don't like either. <laughs> um, so I guess, I guess what I'll ask of anyone who listened to this whole podcast today, at least, for a reflecting point. Because at the end of the day, if we really go deeper into it, if you're really thinking for yourself and seeing the world for as it is, you should feel to some extent like a fly in the milk. I know I'm not the only person, and I know that I've kind of centralized my talk around being a black woman because I'm a black woman and a, you know, a black person, but this applies to POCs. This applies to the LGBTQ whenever they go into spaces where it's like, why are they here? Like, you know, like this matters um, to a lot of different kinds of people, marginalized people, ignored people. Um, and I really want to use these stories and this platform to give air and breath to how this oddball <laughs> black chick has just kind of walked through this world. Um, I would love to go into side quests and tangents about other things, too. I really want to make y'all laugh. I really want to make myself laugh. Um, I've been trying to invite joy back into my life as I am so busy with work and I kind of just forget to just exist sometimes and I know that having these talks and thinking about certain things and talking them with y'all talking them with y'all what's, what's English um will kind of help me 
release some of the tension in my body, release some of the space that I'm holding up in my brain. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> please bring some balance into your life this week if you can. Um, I'm really hoping that as Fly in the Milk takes off, I'll be posting on a weekly basis, hopefully once or twice a week. Um, but in the meantime, whether my thoughts were cohesive or not, whether they were up or down, whether they were weird or you're just like, I'm not feeling this. Thanks for stopping by anyway. Really super, super blessings to you. Um, but if you were entertained long enough to wonder what the fuck a fly is doing in some milk and why I think this is a good title for a podcast and why it matters and why it applies to so much more than, than even what I was able to explain earlier, then stay on with me, please. Um, and that's all for today. So before I send y'all out, I, I guess I'll have to think about uh, a, a good outro for y'all. But just know that you're where you're supposed to be in this moment. You're fighting to get somewhere or you're fighting to stay where you are. You're where you're supposed to be at this moment. There are people pushing on you. There are people pulling on you. There are people depending on you. Or maybe there's not. Maybe you're a true hermit because I'm almost there, but I'm not because I have a couple people I still need in my life and stuff like that. So I can't ascend. <laughs> but in the meantime, make sure you put a hand on your shoulder and say, hey, you're doing the damn thing. You did it today. And um, I'll do the same because um, I suck at that. So buzz buzz. This fly uh, dipping out of the milk. Take it easy, y'all. <laughs>